Make Life Delicious, the podcast, is more than the food we eat. It's what else in life that makes us feel, be, and act delicious. We'll have conversations about real life, its messiness, and the things we can't live without. The ups, the downs, and the things we do on the daily to maintain our health, strength, and our balance. We'll talk about the unconventional wisdom and the alternative practices used in raising families, from healing to sex, because life's juicy. We are so excited and so ready to share how we make life delicious every day and how you can too. This is a Soul Fire production. Are you ready to start confidently cooking wholesome, healthy, and colorful meals in your kitchen? But are you overwhelmed by where to start? Not to worry. The Curry Girls are here to help you learn the essentials, build a foundation, and spark joy in the kitchen. Our Fall Reset Program is a step-by-step guide designed specifically for you. Discover the foods that work for your body. Learn to cook vibrant recipes and build confidence in the kitchen. Sign up today for an exclusive community offer. Head on over to currygirlskitchen.com or check out the show notes in this episode for the link that takes you directly to our reset page to learn more and to sign up. Welcome back to Make Life Delicious, the podcast, loves. If you have not dived into the last episode we did with Katie Calder, aka Human Design Lady, go back and listen to it. It is such a rich episode. We like to say that we give you like a sneak peek into human design, but we did a pretty big deep dive and like understanding it and the way that Katie explains the system that is human design is so beneficial for not getting overwhelmed as I can experience from time to time when you're learning something new or you first look at your chart. And as we've said, Katie is Katie Calder of Human Design Lady. You can find her on Instagram where she shares all of her information to help you begin the process of understanding what human design is, what your human design is. And today we are doing part two of our episode with Katie, where we're going to explain how beneficial human design is for relationships, relationships with your loved ones, relationship to the world. As it's, as we've learned from the first episode, we are all connected independently living with each other. So Katie, thank you for hanging out with us again. Yes. Thank you for having me again. I can't (laughs) dive into your charts. I know, Meg, I've looked at it really briefly with you and put your charts together before, but I've never dived deep. So I'm super excited to look at your guys' charts together today. I'm so grateful. And I think it's so fun, you know, before we got on, Pegs was talking a bit about how for her, like, in the first episode, like she wants to now like do it with her and my dad and they've been together for, oh God, how many years, mom? 40 something years now? 48 years. Like craziness. So it's like, it's such a fun thing to like bring into your relationships. And like, I'm sure mom, you with all of me and my sisters, like how differently we like are relate to each other. And I mean, as Katie and I, every time we go open up our charts, we're like, "Uh, yes, this is why we like just love each other so much because there's just these little like similarities that it's like, 
oh, the best thing in this world is to be fully seen as yourself. And then when you get to be seen as yourself from somebody else that you care about, like what a gift. Well, and to be able to be lit up. Like, I love that in the first episode, how Katie said, it's like, you know, you'll, you'll have this person over here and this person, when you connect, light each other up and seeing your own unique incredibleness. Like to me, that's what we're talking about here in ways to lift ourselves up and support each other, acknowledge each other, accept each other for who we are and love each other in that light. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And so I hope that this helps just dive in an even deeper lens to help both of you relate and maybe laugh a little bit on things that you've already known and see and, and maybe other areas are ones of inquiry and just hopefully helping deepen an already such beautiful, deep, profound relationship mm-hmm. to the next level is always my hope. Thank you. I love that. And so for this, do you always recommend, I mean, I would assume, I'm just going to ask this out there. Like if you were to do a reading, understanding yourself first, before you start putting yourself into comparison or in relation to somebody else. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we are sovereign beings and understanding our energy and how it uniquely operates in the world at all times, because the energy, what happens when we have a a partnership chart or connection chart is that we, I see both of your individual energies on the side, and then your relationship actually creates an entire new chart Mm, and new entity within itself. And so you are both individuals. And then what you create together actually has a unique expression within itself. In which some areas, for example, you both have open heart centers, um, but in your connection chart, because of your circuitry, because of areas that you connect, you both light up the the heart center in your connection chart, which we'll talk about Mm. what that means. But yeah, it's really, really cool. So just understanding that this is a unique form. I'm going to talk about you as individuals but I'm going to talk mostly about how your individual elements come into and create this greater whole. Uh, This is so awesome. I also love that. Like I'm somebody, I love hearing about somebody else because it's like you too, I'm sure will have either an open heart or are a generator or a manifesting generator and might know the opposite in your life. That is someone that's close to you. So whatever you're hearing now, it's like, you're meant to be listening to our relationship chart together and to help you, whether it's you're curious about doing this with somebody in your own life that you love. But I always find that like, you always are hearing and being presented with things in this moment that even though this might not be your chart will resonate with you. And just to give you an insight of what that would look like for you getting it done with somebody close in your life. Well, and it's purposeful too, you know, there's, there's definite purpose. And, and I think what's so exciting for us, for me and Meg is that we always talk about how different we are. Even my relationship with Tim, we are polar opposites and yet the relationship works. And that's what, you know, Megan and I, it works. So to hear what you're going to share with us, I just, 
am excited. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I am as well. And so I think with that, we'll dive right in. Mm -hmm. Yes. And where, again, like as I've done, you know, I've been doing this for a while now, I kind of look at the chart. I'd look at what peeks out at me first and then have an intuitive sense of where I'm going to go. And every single session I do is highly unique and highly individual to you. And so, and this is also a conversation as is the podcast. So stop me at any time, reflect questions, additional comments, areas that you want to look into. This is for you. And mm -hmm. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Thanks is taking Analyst. notes. She's just <laughs> she's doing a Venn diagram of her and me together. <laughs> I'll, send you, I'll send you the actual chart too. I don't know if I've sent that to you. That'd be oh, great. <laughs> I love it. So where I'm going to start though is with your energy types, which I don't think we covered in the last episode. And so Megan, you are a generator. Peggy, you are a manifesting generator. And so what does that mean? Well, generators are like these sparkly magnetic beings who are here to be lit up by what they love. And they have consistent access to life force energy, this like sparkly energy that, that when you are immersed in what you love, you create more energy for not only for yourself, but for everyone around you. And so what's really, really important if you're a generator is leaning in, like following where your gut is guiding you to, what's exciting, what's lighting you up, because you just become this magnet for things to respond to, for opportunities to respond to. And that's your strategy to respond. And yeah. so when you're effectively being lit up by what you love, it's like, there is just all day, every day, this opportunity coming in, this question, do you want to go for a walk? This um, invitation to a dinner party, this work opportunity. And so with generators, it's like, you have all these things to respond to now. Now, how do you respond most correctly for you? And with generators, when you're in alignment, you're supposed to feel totally satisfied and have, feel like you have so much energy and feel like that you're committed to something that you can kind of gain mastery over because generators feel really, really good and purposeful when they're, you have the capacity to quote unquote work, but it shouldn't feel like work for you. It should feel like play. And it should feel like something that you can continuously build off of and like understand more on and draw from different modalities to like really hone in on this craft. And what's interesting though about generators is, you know, you're supposed to feel really satisfied, but when you're out of alignment, frustration can come in. And oftentimes I, I tell generators that they are, uh, you know, they're supposed to have all this energy and be really excited about what they love. And I have these generators who are like, I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted all the time. And that's because a not self theme when you're not in alignment can be feeling like the shoulds, right? And doing all the shoulds and holding all the shoulds because since you have the capacity to hold a lot, doesn't mean that that's the thing that you should be holding holding. And so with as a generator, Meg, and we've talked about this before, it's very, very important to notice, okay, what's coming in? Because when generators, this is, this is different between generators and manifesting generators. When generators commit, they follow through. And just seeing some different areas in your chart, it's like it is so important 
for you to commit correctly and in alignment with you and for you, because you're going to follow through. And we don't want that thing to be something that contributes to burnout. And so you are a generator response is your strategy. And before I move into your authority, I'm going to talk about pegs being a manifesting generator. And so as a manifesting generator, you also have what we call a defined sacral. And the sacral is the area of life force energy. It's where we create energy. The world, about 70% of the world are either generators and manifesting generators. Because if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have any energy to consistent energy to do anything, to build, to create. And the rest of the world, the manifestors, the projectors, and the reflectors also wouldn't have life force energy to be able to amplify because they're all open in the sacral center. And so you both have these defined sacrals, this consistent access to life force energy within you, and it's how to use it effectively. And so manifesting generators is this incredible hybrid between generators and manifestors. And specifically in your chart, you, you lean a little bit more to the generator. Um, you can be either like more manifestor or more generator, depending on what's uniquely lit up in your chart. And so the response is huge for you in, in navigating your life and like getting, like having all these opportunities come in and responding. And some differences within the manifesting generators, like you too are here to be lit up by what you love, but you don't necessarily stick with one thing. And it's, it's important for you to have all of those different pockets and things that you light up with. Sometimes uh, people can be like, manifesting generators are a little bit all over the place and I'm one myself. And it's not that, it's that actually all of those interests are informing each other and it might not make sense and it might seem super all over the place to other people, but everything that's piquing your interest is actually super, super beneficial and valuable to everything else. And so to a generator potentially it could be like, we need to stay on track on this thing. Like this is the thing we're doing and you're over here. But for you, it's like, it just makes sense. This is actually part of this. And I don't want to stay here. Like, this is the thing that's exciting me right now and juicy and lighting me up. And so in just a very initial energy dynamic, understanding that and then understanding your strategy, it starts in response, but it's not, that's not where it ends. And so where Meg, it's like super, super important for you to respond correctly because you will follow through for pegs. The response is only the initial step in your uh, strategy. So once you're responding, and I used in the last example I, episode, I used an example of uh, Megan asking to go on a walk and you being let up and responding, but that's actually only the first part of your strategy. After the response, which for both of you will feel like a pull towards something, it'll feel like your gut or something is pulling you towards an opportunity. And you're like, hmm, this is this is interesting. This is, this is juicy. This is making me gravitate towards it. And then for you, Peggy, it'll turn into envisioning the experience, actually tasting the experience. And so for example, the last episode, I talked about this walk, this idea of a walk. So let's say Megan said, let's go on a walk and you're feeling the response, like pulling you towards it. That's not the time to actually make the decision. Then you want to get into the motion. Okay, maybe I'll put on some clothes and I'll fill up a water bottle and I'll grab some sunglasses. And then you get to the door and you have this moment of truth. 
And this is where the manifestor clicks on for every manifesting generator. It's like you, you are this hybrid and manifestors are the ones that are here to initiate and inform and they're the visionaries and they're the ones who start the things. And they're not necessarily supposed to like respond to anyone else. They do things independently on their own. And so when you have that moment of truth, this manifestor energy clicks on and it's like you initiate and you inform. And so if you were to respond earlier and say yes, and the decision was ultimately a no, that would be an incorrect use of your energy and then you would be in your head. And so what happens is it's important for you to actually have a little bit more time because since you have this energy that actually has the most capacity of any of the energies to, to do and to create, it's like you have this massive energy, but sometimes it can be in different directions. And even more importantly, the world has told you that you need to be linear and you need to do this way. You need to be decisive where Manifesting generators can have a lot of guilt or shame about like being indecisive or not being able to be committal. And it's not that it's just you correctly like envisioning, is this an experience I want to then dive deeper into? Because maybe it's not. And I bring this up and I bring up the, um, I think I, I see a lot of manifesting generators who will do initial research into human design and be like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't have this massive energy. I don't have all this I feel so burned out and tired all the time. And what I found is manifesting generators are the most likely to actually have autoimmune diseases of all the types. And that's because you have this massive energy, but the world has told you, you need to use it in this one way. And so oftentimes both MGs and generators can hold a lot of things that are not in alignment. And for generators, it's more like getting rid of the shoulds and creating space so you can respond to the thing and commit to the right thing. For MGs, it's what are you holding on to for too long? Where have you like done this because the world has told you you need to hold on to this project where really it's not in alignment anymore and you need to move on. And so just relationally to begin with, it's like you both need to be lit up by what you love. Peggy, you might be a little bit more on dabbling and all the different projects that will actually help you be not only most productive and most efficient, but most fulfilled and most excited. And Megan, you might have a specific area that you're, you're drawing from all of these things, but that you are like laser focused on and feel consistently lit up and feel really, really good in gaining the mastery over this and really, really good in building, like being the builder in this versus like drawing from all of the different things and not being as interested in like, sticking with that one thing. Wow. It's so true. It's so funny because that is literally me being like, okay, let's focus on this task for the day. And this is like, even with Pegs was studying the podcast, I was like, you're getting a full body. Yes. Like we need to do this. I was like, great spearhead it. Cause I'm not getting that. I want to show up and have these conversations and love it. But like when you, when you can understand that, like, I'm so grateful because we had had this our session before, like when I understand that in myself, it's like, yes, but I can't be the leader on that. It's like, you can allow this man, Jen, my mom, who like sees it, feels it, is so excited about it. Give it a shot. And also like, who knows, maybe we do two more seasons of this podcast. And she's like, all right, that was fun. We're done. It's like, great. Because it's not my project that I now feel like, nope, this is like, we have to master this. It gives me permission to also be like, 
let's go on to the next, you know, it's so beautiful. And I can't help but relate it to like, you know, mom, you had like anxiety, how anxiety can play into this human design of this. Like Katie, have you noticed your like clients are just like in general with manifesting generators, like, because you say yes to so many things or you try so many things, can the anxiety come from like, if you don't release it soon enough, or if it's like too much or something? Yeah. So anxiety can play in a lot of different areas in the chart. Um, and, and one final thing on that note in the informing aspect, like Peggy, it's very, very important for you to inform if something is not aligned anymore, or if you really feel like going in this area so that Megan knows because you don't want any, any like tension or whatever. Sometimes MGs can have guilt over being like, well, I don't really want to do this anymore. And then it just festers. And then that leads to frustration and anger versus having it in the open. Well, what I'm hearing from you for, for that is that I really need to sit on things before I commit. I need to say, you know what? If you're going to ask me to go for a walk, give me five minutes. Let me get right back to you. Let me think on it and just check in with myself, you know, and I notice that I'm, I'm more apt to hastily say that yes, because I want to on some level, but then like you're saying is, Ooh, maybe right now in this moment, the timing isn't so good. And by the time I get to the door, I'm like mind fucking myself going, why the hell did I say yes? And then who knows what the walk's going to be like, but it's like, so that's what I'm hearing is to wait before I commit, no matter how big or small it is. For both of you. And we'll touch on Megan. I'm going to get back to the anxiety because that will come into the next couple of things I say, but yes, yes, yes. And on the last episode, I also talked about emotional authority, which you both have. You both have emotional authority, which means that your life operates on this consistent emotional wave and being a manifesting generator with emotional authority, it actually, which I am as well, it takes the longest time to actually come to that. Sometimes the answers are super clear. It's like, what do I want for dinner? This, yeah, that's not changing. That's what right. I want. Move on to the next. For other things, you do need more time so that you don't feel like you're saying yes, because you also both have, both have gate 29, the yes gate, the Peggy also have gate 49, the no gate. But you both have these, these energies that, especially as an MG, if you don't give yourself time, then also you don't give your ability. There's always a, a chance for an MG to change their mind, which then could be super frustrating, the not self-being for you, Megan, super, super frustrating for you. And important to like allow that space and be like, you know, thank you so much. This isn't for giving me this space. Uh, I'll let you know when I know and in the right timing and get back to you then. And the more and more you can give yourself that time, the more and more it's not such mental pressure. And your emotional waves operate um, a little bit differently. Megan, yours is more stable but then it flares in relationships and it can become intense in relationships. So it's, mm -hmm. it's this channel of mating. Technically it's like a rich channel for procreation and creation, not only like physically, um, but literally being able to give birth to creative projects. And it's, it's this, this channel that's pretty consistent wave. It can be intense. It can be really intense, but it's most intense in intimate relationships. And then, I wonder, I love, love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because yeah, you, you have this like, and it's an incredible sexual energy too, because 
it's a, the only connection between the sacral and the emotion center mm. or the solar plexus. Mm. And then Peggy, you have um, what's called a collective wave. And this wave is, is interesting. It operates in that it ratchets up and then it will drop suddenly. Would that be called it, rage? It could be because in that self theme is anger. But what happens is it's very connected to uh, when you, expectation. Oh, 100%. And so yeah. expectation is not met. It's really important for you to not. And it's collective. So it's also like things take a little bit more time and then they plummet. And I have, I have a different wave, but it's just a collective circuit as well. And I know I watch this in motion because it can be just a sudden drop. And so these waves for both of you, you both are emotional, but you have, you have different waves that operate through you, you know, different ways of processing your emotions. And so Peggy, for you, it's going to be more, um, it's, you have a direct connection to your throat too, versus Megan, yours is a direct connection to your life force energy, to sexual energy as well, to all these things. That's like where your emotions are connected to. For you, Peggy, it's directly connected to your throat. That's where you communicate and and expression so you you have there's only two areas that have direct two two channels that have direct connections between the emotional center and the throat you have one of those channels so you are one of very very few people actually that have the unique ability to directly um speak your emotions Mm. yeah as they're happening but it's also give yourself clarity over time um give yourself it's probably why when something is very emotional megan has experienced this with me my throat closes and i get this like very heavy feeling in my throat that it becomes really Mm -hmm. challenging for me to express myself and and oh yeah i was gonna say i was like it's so true you know I think about mom forever like you've always taught us you've always been such a good communicator especially of emotions you've always done that with my sisters and I and with dad I mean you all I mean what do we talk about the number one thing that we say the most important thing with all relationships and everything is communication and how of course this is the perfect example of like you living your design without actually knowing it. Like here you are preaching communication and that is literally in your design. Whereas like I've sat here and said, like, I don't know about anybody else, but like, if you've ever been in, and of course for me, I experienced this in like romantic, intimate partnerships where like you want to express what you're feeling, but you literally clam up. And it's like, how do you express yourself? And it's so challenging because you just feel all this like intense emotion, or at least I have. And then when you finally say it, it's like, you still are kind of shaking of like, what did I just say? <laughs> like, that was super scary. But like, for you, like expressing it, it's like, that's part of your design. Like saying it is like so flowy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have that access. And then just being in your presence too, this is what's called a, a dominance. You both have these areas of dominance channels. And so what that means is both of you have these total channels that the other one doesn't. So in your connection chart, Megan, you have an access and ability to communicate your emotions. 
in the presence of your mom and same. And with Megan, you have uh, a connection to having like this emotional, um, energy that can be tied to your life force energy. And since it's an intimate relationship to Megan, potentially like this is an area, you know, you and your mother's dynamic of where emotions can flare because it's an intimate, close relationship. And, and same with you, Peggy, because it can amplify. And so it's just understanding, you know, different, different tensions or different energies that can be felt. But what's more interesting about these is they're not, they're dominance, but they're not actually where tension happens as much. They're more um, an exciting energy to be able to experience and amplify from the other because they're not they're not, they're not ones that you already have or have parts of, but Megan, you asked earlier, you talked a little bit about anxiety. So absolutely in making decisions and being in the mind, those are areas that anxiety can happen. And somewhere else that I look at and that I looked immediately at your chart pegs is, um, I look at what are called pressure centers. So there are two pressure centers in the chart, the head and the root. Mm -hmm. And these are pressure centers because within the human design chart, and I talked a lot about circuitry. There, the the energy within the chart is pressured by the head and by the root center. And that's how it, it flows and circulates throughout the body. And you both have undefined roots, which mean your root center, the bottom of your chart, that square is white, but they have one or more gates. And Megan, you have a defined head. So your head center is colored in, but Peggy, yours is open or undefined. You just have gate 61. Um, and what that shows me is the root center is an area for both of you. It's stress, it's adrenaline energy, it's pressure, it's drive. And these are areas that you're here to be super, super wise about, but you're actually not supposed to feel consistent stress in your beings. It's not meant for you. It's not something that is, uh, consistently meant to be operating. And so individually on your own, you're not supposed to feel this physical stress and pressure. But when you're around someone else who has a defined root, I have a defined root, for example. So I have consistent like stress, adrenaline energy running through that, that has a consistent way of operating in my being. You can not only take that on if you're not careful, but amplify it. So you can be so fine in like your physical body pressure. And all of a sudden you feel all this pressure. You feel like you need to sprint out of your chair. You're, you have this like stress that's in your body. That's not meant to be there, but it can be feeling it even more. So number one, if it's a physical pressure that you're feeling notice, um, if there are certain people or relationships that it can turn on in. And what I will say is that you have an electromagnetic connection that in your connection chart creates this lights up this pressure center where you both don't usually have it. And we'll dive into it because it's my favorite channel. And I've spent a long time with Megan on this before. The 360 is my absolute favorite channel on the entire chart. And it's really exciting. But before I dive into that, the head center. So the head center is, um, it's all about inspiration. It also can be mental pressure. Uh, it's about thinking, but not necessarily finding. And the head is... So for you, Megan, you have both your head and your mind lit up. So you have an active mind. You have a consistent way of processing information. You have consistent access to your own internal inspiration. And Peggy, you have 
um, an open head and an open mind, which is really, really interesting in the dynamic, because if you're, you have an open head and open mind, one for one, you're like the most open-minded person, but you don't have a consistent way of processing information. And within the head center, you, um, you, it's not a consistent source of internal inspiration, but it's the ability to amplify any and all inspiration around you and make it even bigger and brighter. And so it's all about inspire, like surrounding yourself with inspiring people, places, and spaces. But what I will say about that, and especially with you, with your undefined uh, mind center, which can be very, very challenging in childhood if you have an open head and open mind or an undefined head and open mind, because the mind center is where thinking, processing, rationalizing, analyzing, like Megan, you have a consistent way of doing that in the world. And um, you have mental pressure, but you have a consistent way of processing it. Peggy, you don't have a consistent way of processing, but can feel it even more. So if you're around Megan and she's having an incredibly mental day in where like her mind's really, really on and like potentially stressed, but she has a way of processing that for you, you can feel it even more. And that's not, it's not consistent in your being. So it's not, you're not supposed to actually feel your mind is supposed to be like easy, breezy, beautiful. And, uh, less like mental pressure is not good or meant for you. And you're not also supposed to be consistently like hard on yourself around needing a fixed way of thinking some times your mind is going to be operating this way sometimes it's going to be operating this way and that's fine but the other thing to be very very aware of and this is where it can be challenging in childhood is that you're literally a mind reader you can like hear other people's thoughts as if they're your own and it's really important in that regard to know and go back to, again, that the mind is never the authority, which is a challenge for Megan as well, because she has what's called a split where her authority, her inner authority, her emotional authority and her sacral are connected, but then her mind, and her head are connected. So she has these two independent aspects of her being kind of operating at all time and like clashing a little bit, which is similar to, I know you're like a cancer, you have a lot of cancer and Capricorn in your chart, which yeah. just makes total sense with this energy dynamic which is also beautiful when you surrender to it. But for you, Peggy, it's like, is this thought my own? Because you can potentially take on and amplify someone else's thought. And that's not where, where to act from or feel more mental pressure to have a fixed way of thinking around certain people or when the transits are happening in a certain way and that not being correct for you. So is that why sometimes I frustrate the shit out of Megan <laughs> when she goes, mom, you got this. You can do this. You can think this way. You, 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 you can do this. I know you can. And I'm like, in that moment, I can't see it, feel it, know it, do it in that moment, rather than always trying to teach me to do it that way. It's like, I have to take the step back and just honor that feeling for me of like, wait a minute, this is like, I, you know, it's just me. It's that being able to just not feel that stress or not feel that pressure in a way to be able to then come back to it, going back to that waiting of whatever it is that I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> I don't know. Does that make sense, yeah. Meg? Maybe you can like explain it a little bit better, but. Um... Well, I just think it's like, you know, <clears throat> Of course, it's interesting for me, like mine is like the riding the wave of like relationships. And, and of course, like pegs is so much this community and this like 
bigger picture where for me, I'm like, I want to get to know you on the most deepest, intimate level. And it makes so much sense. And it's so interesting when we come together, what like Peg's briefly talked about maybe before when our family would be like, why are you guys working together? It's like, so like in the beginning, like when we didn't know how to communicate, it caused all this tension because say I, I'm over here maybe having a harder day, amplifying my mom, who then has a way higher response of anger, where I'll always say, I'm like, you don't need to be yelling at me right now. And where I'm over here being like, I'm thinking I'm even killed, not really understanding my contribution to like, amplifying her like, ness, you know, and then it comes back, I just think it's such a beautiful um, understanding of how you can communicate with somebody and where, like you said, like pegs literally can like think of thoughts as her own where I'm over here. I'm processing my own where I'm like, okay, I might feel overwhelmed, but like, I know how to handle my overwhelm yet. She's over here and it's making her so more overwhelmed. (laughs) She's like trying to talk to me and I'm like, take care of yourself. Like, how do you not understand how to manage this? Like I'm managing mine fine. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, it totally is because in the defined Ajna, especially it's like you have this consistent way of, you know, reviewing, thinking, processing, analyzing the world around you. And your mind is constantly in emotion and it can make you such an expert. Again, it's solving problems for other people. It's never meant for the decisions for us, but notice and noticing also when you find your mind in worry or overdrive, It's like that can happen, but it's again coming back to that the mind is not the authority. But within being undefined there, it's like your mind is so open to all the awareness around you and that mind reading quality and this limitless wisdom potential. But it's really detaching from the need to be consistent and also one, witnessing your clarity and resolve for others and their mental processes. So you can witness Megan and you can feel almost even deeply, more deeply than she feels herself. And uh, understanding that like, I, you know, I'm experiencing this and this mental pressure right now. And Megan, you're like, I, I experience, yeah. What, what's the big deal? Like I, I am too, but it's fine. But that's not, that's not natural necessarily in your being. So it's noticing And also for you, very, very specifically, not needing to have the answer. But the beautiful thing, Peggy, in that, you know, Megan is a conditioner for you in these areas. Whenever you are in her presence, she is conditioning you. She is conditioning you in that you can amplify if you don't have correct boundaries or you're not aware, your thoughts in your mind and your inspiration, which at the same time is like being around Megan is a constant source of inspiration. And you can even have more inspiration because she can bring something and then you can make it bigger and brighter and be so excited by it. Oh my gosh. I just had a huge like epiphany here. So is this the reason why, you know, Megan and I have this thing about, okay, is it mommy time or is it work time? And I think this is where it gets to be such a challenge when, you know, you have these working relationships with your kids or with someone you live with is because it's hard for me to turn off that creativity where I get super inspired and and Megan's like, mom, I'm not working right now. I'm like, but I need to tell you this. No, mom, I'm not working. I'm like, is it mommy time? Or is it like, oh my God, you know? And so I feel myself going like this, you know, kind of 
going down because she's not ready to meet me in that place. So I guess, how do you look at that as, you know, what I'm going through to be able to, you know, does it go back to that? Just wait, go write it out, write it down. Like, well, not for you. So you're having the response, right? Mm -hmm. This is going back to your strategy. And so importantly for you is to inform. And so in informing, it might not be affirmative, but it's informing, Hey, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure if, if it's mommy time or work time, but I have this amazing idea. And if, and if you're not in a place right now to talk about it, can we table it for another time? Cause I'm super excited and just I really want to share it with you. And I, and I also really want to honor you mm. in wherever you're at. Yeah. And so allowing that, because being around her, it's like suddenly this thing can click on. And so, especially in a working relationship and in a parenting and mother daughter relationship, it's like, that is a, a tricky blurred line. And that can cause tension. Cause maybe, you know, Megan consistently, she gained mastery in this area for the day. She's done. She's not looking to do that anymore. And so then not self-being that can cause frustration. And especially if it's an intimate relationship for Megan and for you, it's like all of a sudden this, you know, light bulb. <laughs> light bulb. And, and also for you, what's a conditioning factor of you is because Megan has an undefined throat and she has some con consistent areas in her throat. She has four gates, which are um, also pretty dominant gates. One of her, her conscious son, the most important gate in her chart is in her throat. But Megan has um, ultimate wisdom, potential in communication, but an inconsistent way of communicating in that she, she can tailor her communication to this person or this person. But in childhood, I always look at this, which is interesting, you know, having four, four daughters if you have an open throat, you can sometimes feel like you either need to like talk even louder to be heard or feel like you're just totally not heard and seen and that like, you can lose your voice That was it in a situation. It, that was it. I mean, Megan was the quiet <laughs> yeah. one because there was so much going on, but she would, she loved being by herself more than anything when she was growing up. Which could potentially be, you know, a, a, area for like reprogramming too, because with a lot of open throats, when it's, um, being quiet, it's not necessarily because that feels the most right. Because when you have an open throat, it's like, you can be the, the expert, the greatest at communicating, but sometimes it's, it's noticing, like I always look into open throats, especially in sessions when I see either ones that are dominating because my throat is my strongest center, which you have a very dominant throat, Peggy as well. And so Megan can either amplify it or not like communicate even more or not, but you have a consistent way and you have consistent access to your ability to communicate, which for me, I always notice with then open throats because in sessions I'll have either people that are like talk, will not stop talking or are quieter. Usually for me, it's like, will not stop talking, but in the awareness of in childhood, uh, the throat sometimes is an area to come back to like reconditioning because sometimes if, if they, if the child feels unheard or feels like, you know, in certain environments, they, they are not as clear in their communication. It's very important for, to find areas or to find community or to find people that, um, help, help embody and help embrace and help continue to express because it's not that 
one, you're quiet or you're loud or you're a good communicator or you're bad. It's, it's about the environment. Your, your communication is highly, highly tied to environment. Which I think she's mm-hmm. done an incredible job surrounding herself with, like what she was saying in last episode, how you, how you guys met, you know, you have this collective of women supporting each other. And over the years, I've watched Megan just blossom into this incredible, beautiful lotus flower, you know, where she now does her Friday feels and she's sharing her voice and people are resonating with her voice, you know, so I mean, definitely she's doing that work. Yeah, because the ultimate wisdom potential, she has this full ability to embrace all communication styles and to know which communication is going to be the most beneficial to which person. And yours, you're, you have this direct connection to communicating your emotions and also this very consistent way of always having access consistent access to the voice and the voices that you have. And then also knowing in your presence too, um, when there's openness and like looking at either your daughter's charts, your husband's chart, people like, are they, you know, are they defined here? Are they open there? And noticing in certain relationships, you know, is this person talking more or less? Is this person talking more or less? How am I showing up? It's just, it's a very, very interesting thing to look at and, um, consist, like continue to know. And at the same time, it's a really, really cool, like energetic to look at as well, because around you, Megan can be the most communicative and the most clear in, especially in this continued working relationship and how she feels mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as it's amplifying that connection between your throat and your solar plexus. So I have one other really quick question here since we're talking about the communication and that where does doubt come in and play? Is there something like within there that? A lot of different places. So you being open in your head and your mind, um, that is an area that can be doubt, inherently doubtful. What's interesting is that you have gate four in your Ajna center, which gate four is the gate of answers. And it's about like answers to possibilities is about you always having a potential answer um, for something, but it not being correct. And I bring this up because this gate four is always looking for gate 63, which is the gate of doubts. And what's happening is that you don't necessarily have that within your being, Hmm. but your definition, your only energy that's consistent on your mind center, which is otherwise open, mm-hmm. is reaching up to gate 63. Is reaching up in order to light up your ajna, your mind, and your head. You need gate 63. That's the thing you're looking for. And so, what's also interesting is if this is the only aspect that's consistent in your mind, it's like you have an answer for everything. You have all this knowledge and all these resources, but it's not. An answer is just a possibility that's meant to be tested over time. And because you're inconsistent, it can be like, you have this answer, but then you're doubtful because you don't actually know if it's the truth or if it's right or whatever. And then your mind is going into overdrive because you're like, ah, I need to know, but you actually don't need to know. And so part of it is like bringing up this possibility. And what's so interesting too, in, in like doubt, because you don't have that energy within your chart. There are other areas and there's like, 
all sorts of circuitry and things that it can um, come to, but we all have, based on our experience, based on conditioning elements of our life, based on thoughts that come in from other people is the main thing that I would think like thoughts that you've carried from especially early childhood, because the first seven years of our life our design, we have a chart, but actually we're more of an amorphous aura and our chart is where our conditioning is highly dependent on having figures like healthy adult auras conditioning us. And then we move into around eight, we move into our charts and more of our definition. But for you, it's like with that open head in the mind, all these thoughts and beliefs could have been implanted in you that are actually not yours to hold because you're so open. And so that's where doubt really could come in for you. Well, and, and to me, I just want to give a shout out to all the parents out there to understand your words are so profound. Even when you think what you're saying to your children aren't going to matter. Oh, it's no big deal. It matters because so our words are so powerful and it only takes a blip, like just a a blink of a word to go so deep into your kids, you know, and we all make mistakes and that's what it is, but it's knowing that you have this great affect in, in people in general, you know, it's not just as a child, but that's where we start. If you're, you know, blessed to have these children in your life to grow up with, you know, but even in relationships and how powerful those words are, and to be so careful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so important. Thank you for saying that because, you know, one of the things I I'm hoping to move into even more is I would love that every parent knows their child's chart and their unique children's chart to not only know and understand their healthy aura and how it affects the kid, but also to know that the children need different things and they have different gifts or qualities or, potential areas that they can really amplify the world. And so reminding them, oh, it's okay if you're thinking it's a little over the place. That's actually your wisdom. Like yeah. what's what's the thing that's inspiring you? How do we get to lift up our children and open them up and shower them with their unique gifts? You know, that to me, that's our role as parents. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so just like kind of full circle on the communication part, while Megan has this undefined throat, her conscious son is also in her throat, which is a really cool dynamic mm. because while it's like it can be potentially inconsistent, but also have the most wisdom potential, this gate 62, which is sometimes called detail or express detail, it's, it's connected to this channel of acceptance. It's this highly, highly conscientious and authoritative and compelling voice when she speaks and any audience or anyone is really, really assured by the authenticity of what it hears. Very, very, very convincing. It's someone who doesn't really get mixed up in the details like others. And it, it's almost like you can speak and the fog can clear for everyone. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it can be logical. It can be factual. And it also is just because you know the detail because this shows a very detailed mind as well. Which I know you're Virgo rising, right? And a Capricorn. Yeah. Moon. Yeah. So I'm a Virgo moon. So I get this. This is why I do human design. It's incredibly detailed and I love it to understand my inner world, right? My moon. But it's like 
for you, you don't get caught up because just because you know the detail, it doesn't mean it's relevant or necessary to explain. And so this, this voice and these other voices, which we won't have time to go into, that, that you both have a ton of access to different voices consistently, they, they not only um, create more definition and create more consistency through you, but with you, Megan, having this ability to just communicate in all these different voices and also knowing that conditioning and depending on the environment, you'll speak in one way versus another or feel like more loud or more quiet, but also knowing that this is the most yang, the most dominant aspect of your personality, this authoritative, compelling voice that is constantly able to be really, really convincing and have a, a natural ability to um, help people understand by saying things like, I think you'll find that or whatever, whatever. I love that. It's so interesting how, yeah, like you, you see this, the fact that I have a defined mind. My mom's is open. She has a defined throat. Mine is open. It's like, you're seeing, you know, you always hear opposites attract, but it's like within that, it's also so beautiful understanding how they really enhance and are complementary to each other of like that's everything um it's just it's so exciting and as you can see like we've now hit two center three centers whatever and it's like there's so much detail for each one that goes into it um I would love for you to touch on the gate six sixty three. is that the the 360 the, the, the gate 360 yeah. yes because I just think it's such an exciting one and I want you to talk about why it's so exciting yeah. and why it's like so wonderful in partnership like for us and maybe that will like explain like you know why we might in the past people would be like why are you doing this and like both of us say we're like we're on a mission and like we understand this and like given everything else you've already shared like if you have this gate it's just like it's it's really fun yes Oh, thank you. Well, I was probably going to go to this next other than the go after his identity. Um, mm -hmm. The 360. So I will preface this by saying when I did the reading on Megan, I never start with going directly into a gate. <laughs> Her, I was like, I'm too excited about this. We need to start with your gate three because her gate three is like, it's almost just as important as the 62, which I just talked about. And that is her unconscious son. It's like the other most dominant. Gate three is my conscious son. It's the most important gate in my chart. And those, the four, your conscious son, your unconscious son, your conscious earth, your unconscious earth, which you can see by looking at all of those glyphs at the side or where the planets are. The, the very top one, which is the circle with the dot in it, and then the, below it's the circle with the like cross through it. Those are your conscious, the black is the conscious, the red is the unconscious. And so those four gates create like 70% of your purpose, of who you are. And so gate three for me, I'm not only incredibly excited about it because it's the most important gate and part of my, what we call their incarnation cross, but for Megan, it is too. And I see very few people who have this as dominant. And gate three of all the 64 gates was the most challenging for me to understand. Because when you look into it, it's written in alien language. It's literally alien. You cannot understand what this gate is. And then you do. <laughs> and so what I'll say, and this is diving really, really deep, and this is where we get a little out there with human design. Yeah. 
um, we are in the midst of a genetic mutation. And so human design since the beginning has said that this genetic mutation will actualize in 2027. And obviously timelines shift and change. But if you look at all these other uh, modalities and ancient wisdom systems, there's very, very similar lines to this 2027 idea, and especially us moving into the Aquarian age, which on the last podcast, Megan had mentioned the me to we, the us moving from like the individual hierarchical consciousness mm -hmm. to the collective consciousness, to from the masculine to the feminine, which exists with inside all of us, regardless of our, our sex or preferred gender. And within the mutation, what, what this says is that the human design chart is actually mutating and shifting. And so there will actually be new circuits that are formed within our system because what happens is in this mutation, I talked about how the pressure, like it moves throughout the chart and all of the gates are connected on these different segments. Mm -hmm. I talked a little bit about the individual circuitry, the collective circuitry, the tribal circuitry. There's an integration circuit. There's all these circuits. And there's this new circuit being created called the audic circuit. And the, the circuit and the shift of how the energy moves in the chart is starting through the 360. Then it moves through, I think the 3955 and it moves. It's this whole new circuit. And what the 360 is, is if you have either the three or the 60. And really, if you're on earth right now, because you're amplifying that from others, but if you have the gate three or the gate 60, you are part of the genetic mutation that is the new earth. Mm. You hold the genetic DNA that is carrying the codes for the new earth. And when I understood this, because this is what <laughs> I said this so many times, I'm most excited about this in human design. No, this is what I actually am most excited about in human design. And Megan can attest, I am so pumped about this mutation because it's why I came. And when I understood that, I was like, oh, I'm here to carry the codes for the new earth. Great. I'll share my codes in the language that reaches the right people. And what's so amazing about you two is you have what I call and what human design is called an electromagnetic connection mm -hmm. that defines the full channel. Megan, you have the gate three, which is part of the channel. And Peggy, you have the gate 60, which is the other half. Of the I'm channel. sitting here. I'm chilling like you can't believe. I got chills running up and down <laughs> my spine in my body. It's wild. And, and what's so interesting is that if you are a parent that has either one of these, and even if your children don't have it, but usually they will if you have one of these gates, the children that you bring into the earth are part of the new earth. Yes. So Peggy, having the 60, the children that you bring into the earth yes. are part of like new earth. I've always believed that. I've always believed that my, my girls are here purposefully. They're here to bring in the new light. Mm -hmm. They are. They mm -hmm. are. Absolutely. And it's, and it's written in their DNA and in their cells. Mm -hmm. And so what's so like fascinating about these and what's fascinating about electromagnetics as a whole is that electromagnetic connections have this intense attraction, but also can have an intense repulsion. And so it's like, they're always, it's like, they always are looking for the other side, but at the same time, they, they can, they can feel repulsed by that as well and feel repelled. And so it's always interesting whenever you have electromagnetic 
um, connections, there's this like push and pull of the energy that's always like bringing you together and then also repelling you and then bringing you back together and then repelling you. And so you have three electromagnetic connections, which just tells me that you'll have that in these different areas, which one of the areas is in within sales and selling and, and selling an idea or creative concept. It's where you create the, the ultimate channel of sales in your chart, the 2644. And so it's funny because that could be an area of tension potentially, but also an area where you're like brilliant at. Is that Megan? We're not talking about that. I know, but is that Megan? That's in Megan's chart. Together. No, no, you both have it. Megan has the 44 and you have the 26, which lights up. You have the entire chart lit up together. And so you both have undefined spleens. You both have undefined hearts together. You light them up, which is wild. So cool. So cool. But within the, um, the sacral center in this 360, which is what's we're super excited about this channel of mutation, not only has to do with the new earth, but it's, it's about kind of like shedding away. It's the most, it's an incredibly innovative channel and it's always, uh, it's where mutation and it's where innovation happens. Mm. And if you have this channel in your chart, which I have the full channel and in your connection chart, you have the full channel. It it's called a format channel and it conditions and it, it has an overriding impact on how your entire chart is lived out. And it dictates how life will be lived out regardless of what else is, what else is going on in your chart. And the motto that I always say with the 360 is dramatic changes and transformations equals personal growth. Hmm. Your process is about bringing renewal. Um, you, you probably already know how dramatically events can change around you. And when the three and the 60 join, it becomes very, very symbolic because life is always doing like a 360 degree circle. And partners who travel with you must be adaptable. And what's really, really cool about your energies is so um, Megan has the three. And the function of three is kind of to like transcend all of this confusion and like get ready to create the mutation. And sometimes in the I Ching, which the gates are all informed by the I Ching, the I Ching can call this difficulty at the beginning because it always is ready to innovate and mutate, but there can be this melancholy within it when it's not quite time yet to mutate and it's ready to, that can, can feel like a frustration or a pressure, which I know well in my being, because it's like, it wants to trans, it wants to like transform and innovate and create, but it's not the timing yet because it works on this pulse, this on off pulse. Um, and it's not, it's not logical. It's all about waiting for the right timing and for the structures that are needed for true mutation to settle so that you can, you know, change and evolve and transform. And the 60 is really interesting because while the three can be super, it's just ready to mutate in any now moment, the 60 is here to create the pressure needed for this pure energy in the sacral to mutate into form. And the root fuels the restraint, which enables the the pressure to kind of build the possibility to build. And what happens with three is that someone, there can be this deep restlessness because it's where the pressure in this channel comes from, but also it's about, um, really shedding anything and like laying the foundation for the new earth. So, so personally within your chart, Peggy, it's like shedding all of the things that are not 
um, conducive to this mutation for happening, shedding any of the pressures, shedding, it seeks to evolve, but it needs to make, it's more um, careful, it's more deliberate because three is just ready when this pressure is right to radically transform. So together you create this mutation, you have the full channel. Mm. And so your relationship too, it's like, you're both new earth beings. You're both part of the new earth, which we're shifting into. We're sh- you're part of the shift from being fear-based beings to being, and, and to being beings that base abundance on, you know, money and more of the egoic things to an abundance of spirit, to understanding that, uh, abundance is here for us all. It's understanding that we're part of a very, very interconnected web that's so much greater than ourselves. And so it's really cool because you carry the codes of the new earth within you Mm. just as individuals and whoever you're in the presence of and through the work that you're doing, you're transmitting those codes regardless of the the work that you're doing. You are transmitting the codes of the new earth. And so it's really cool because this relationship, you just have this energetic that bridges both of these individual mutative gates into this channel that is so, so, so powerful and so amazing. And so the purpose of where we're at in the collective consciousness right now. Wow. I love that so much. And I say that, like you say, it's like, this is my favorite thing I say. I love that so much because I really genuinely do just love so much of what you share, like all of what you share. And I think it's so interesting. Again, it comes back to even in those challenges in those frustrations or of this self, like you like we both feel this bigger purpose of like why it is we create what we create, why it is we're doing what we're doing because it's brought us back to that acceptance of ourselves and that understanding of like, this is where we can evolve and this is where we can shift and this is where we can feel better in ourselves to then like pay it forward and continue to have people coming back to this place of love, loving themselves, loving what they nourish themselves with, loving where they're at in their life and all these things. And it just it's so, it, it's like hearing you talk about how my mom and I complete certain channels or complete open, like fill all of this and where it's like created in this new chart. It is so exciting because it makes so much sense of like why there's some people in your life that you experience that you're like, you were here to teach me this lesson or there are those people in your life that are here for the lifetime because they're here on this with you. And there are those people that come in or that the people that you know, you know, those people that you meet that you're just like, we just don't jive and that's cool. Like you are friends with my friends and like peripheral and that's totally great. But to have that awareness of how these people, like you said, noticing your energy when you're around certain people and noticing how you are and what it is that you create and bring in, why I can't get enough time with you, Katie. It's like, I just, we see this similarities, you know, and like what it is that we want to do. And we get so excited about, really helping people. Like, I think we hear a lot about new earth and like, what does this mean? Like, what is this new earth that we're doing? And like we said, it's like coming back to this, like evolving to a higher frequency of love and this new way of doing. Cause as we've known, like the, the systems that have been in place no longer feel good to us. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love 
the ability of having this podcast and sharing, like there was so much information in just this, these like snippets and pegs in my chart that you shared that is like exactly what everyone needs to hear to understand themselves in relation to everybody else and why you might feel so triggered, why you might feel like shut down or why you might do it might, if you're noticing you're frustrated and that's your not self, it's this like self-awareness and giving people the tools to show up to their fullest potential and to evolve into their fullest potential. I mean, as you said, this is why we're here. Mm, this is why we're here mm-hmm. this is why we're here and it's so wild because it's like only scratching the surface exactly only scratching the surface only scratching the surface oh my goodness this was like yeah we took we went deep guys and like as you can see like there's so like we literally scratched the surface of like our charts together so if this was interesting to you sign up and for a session with Katie and I also like fuck yeah to you only doing two weeks out and not living in the scarcity set because like that is what more people need to hear of like I love that you easily could have months waitlisted out but because which is like why you got to go on and see if she has openings because that acceptance and permission to be like this is what feels good for me I'm only going to book out X amount of sessions two weeks ahead of time because I don't know how I'm going to feel. And like that is creating a new way of operating. People need to accept that like I in two weeks have no clue where I might be and that is okay. And like letting more people do that. (laughs) And be in the world. I will say on that note, I always have more availability than I say because I have a high... Limited availability. So if you see zero availability, email me and most likely we can figure something out in the <laughs> I love that. imminent future. Yes. Just like you did with me. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm available at this time. Oh my God. I learned so much today with you, Katie, and such important, such important um, knowledge for my own beingness and our beingness as um as a collective in relationships and, you know, specific with Megan or specific, even, you know, I just, it it all transfers into, you know, how we, how we are living our lives and such exciting stuff. So I just want to personally say thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and wisdom and insight with us and our listeners. Oh, well, thank you. And and likewise, this was so fun. You're both such lights and Mm. I get so excited. I know Megan, we spoke for like four hours the first time we were talking on your because it's just, it's an endless rabbit hole, but it also, for me, it's a way for me to connect deeply with people. Right. And to get deeply excited whenever I have a new client to just see like the beauty of them and their perfection, all of these gifts that many of which I don't have myself, but I can taste when I, Mm. when I feel into their aura and their presence. And so if nothing else, just know that like you're uniquely and purposefully made and being able to know and acknowledge and witness and champion and express your uniqueness 
in the fullest possible way is something that should be deeply satisfying and deeply nourishing and the deepest way to connect not only to yourself, but to the world around you. I love that. That makes me think of this quote, you know, you think, um, it's like, how beautiful it is to think that God made the mountains and the trees and whatever it is that you believe, like all these things were created and you too were created intentionally just as you are. Beautiful. Like that's so beautiful. And that's like it, that's what you are sharing. And again, thank you, Katie, so much for all this time you've shared all of your knowledge and wisdom. Like, oh God, I could talk, literally talk. I do talk to you for hours and hours (laughs) and hours and it's never enough. I just love it. So again, to find Katie, go to at Katie Calder underscore or at human design lady to find her on Instagram and then go to her website at katiecalder.com. That's K-A-T-I-E-C-A-L-D-E-R.com. Book a session, learn more about what she's doing. I mean, this is powerful self-work and this like, oh, it's just, I'm so grateful for you, Katie. Mm -hmm. Both of you as well. well. Thank you. And if you too enjoyed this episode and loved it, please uh, subscribe to Make Life Delicious, uh, rate, review, and share this incredible knowledge that Katie has shared with all of us. So we thank you. And we're all about making our life delicious every day, better and better. This was one of those great ones, Katie. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next time.